that give the world to see Where the music's softly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars in a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico yeah, do feel free to join in at home. Uh, right, time to uh, join our good friend in Mexico. That's uh, John Bonfilio to find out what's happening in uh, Latin America. Uh, John, very good evening to you. Good evening, Martin. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Yourself? Good. Did you manage to get some chorizo on your pizza this week? <laughs> I did. Now I know how to pronounce it. I'm, a, I'm asking for it all Excellent. the time. Chorizo. Uh, now, here's a bizarre story. Um, on uh, Argentine TV, uh, they've just announced the death of William Shakespeare. Tell, you know, which to us here, that was uh, several hundred years ago. Uh, tell me uh, about, about that story. Yeah, it was announced last night live on uh, Channel 26 as part of the main evening news was the sad death of William Shakespeare, uh, one of the first individuals to receive the COVID vaccination in December. <laughs> and as the, as the newsreader said, and I, I will quote, and now to news which has shocked us all. We're talking of the death of William Shakespeare, one of the world's most important writers. For me, the most important of the English language has died in England aged 81, she announced to uh, a fairly surprised and aghast. Argentine uh, public and for the last 24 hours uh, the internet has very definitely not forgiven her no been all over the place hasn't it um, so uh, easy mistake to make this was a William Shakespeare who died uh, the guy who got the first um, coronavirus jab I think there was quite a big uh, it's quite a big story over here that's the William Shakespeare that's died isn't it yeah the Bill Shakespeare from Warwickshire who had the I think he was like the second person to have the um, the Pfizer jab in December and that made the news and a lot of really bad puns at the time and now those puns have uh, have returned over the course of the last 24 hours. I'm surprised, to be honest, that you've not made a couple uh, yourself, Martin. Well, I, do you know, uh, apart from this story of, of, of you telling me, um, which was hilarious, the fact that they were thinking it was the, the other William Shakespeare, if you like, uh, also from Warwickshire, um, but I, I hadn't heard it. There wasn't a story. The story didn't seem to have uh, had much uh, impact over here. Never saw it. I so. think I think it's one of those things that's picking up steam because it was late. It happened late last night in Latin America time. So um, it's. I, I feel that it's only just been picked up. So we're going to hear oh, a lot right. of it. It's going to appear all over the weekend newspapers. I suspect as a kind of a special interest. Uh, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. Now, uh, another. So I know you keep a, a watch on uh, wildlife and everything a, across the region, um, and this is a, a, this is a giant tortoise found on the Galapagos Islands. Um, it's quite a find, isn't it? Because this is from a species which uh, scientists thought had died out more than a century ago. Tell me about that. Yeah, they thought it had died out in uh, in 1906, and actually, it's not just the the tortoise this week. In Latin America, we've had uh, a number of different species come back from the from the grave, so to speak. Maybe that's a, a, an ongoing theme: is death through this through this program. We also have the wild giant river otter in Argentina, which uh, which was uh, not, had not been spotted since the 1980s, and would also was also thought to be extinct, which just suddenly propped, uh, uh, popped up in a in a river in in northern Argentina, uh, and as uh, the Galapagos tortoise in the same way as well. It, it, they'd seen it; the scientists had seen it last year, but they weren't quite sure what it was, and then. 
submitted it for genetic testing and yeah established that it was the fantastically named Chelonoidis fantasticus uh, last seen 100 years ago and they've promptly removed it to a breeding center on another island which has made me think that sometimes these extinct or not so extinct species are probably best uh, left hidden and it's also reminded me of the incident in 2015 i don't know whether you remember this on the solomon islands where there was this biologist that had been chasing the moustached kingfisher for 20 years he'd been obsessed with this extinct species which hadn't seen been seen for half a century he came across it he found one and then he promptly shot it to take back as a scientific specimen oh my goodness yeah what sort of moustache did this moustached kingfisher have i've never never seen a fish with a moustache really kingfishers bizarrely I, I, I don't know why I know this, um, but kingfishers are often referred to as like belted and moustached just because they have rings. So they don't actually have hair on their on their upper lip. They just got distinguishing like uh, color bands, which look like them. Right. I was I was sort of envisioning something like uh, Tom Selleck, but obviously, <laughs> obviously not. Um, now, the other story we, we, we thought was quite interesting. We've, t- we've talked uh, a lot about uh, how baseball is so popular in, uh, in Cuba. Um, now, tell me about this uh, defection of one of uh, Cuba's national baseball team. Yeah, we're in 2021, but sometimes there's still, especially when it comes to Cuba and the US, there's so much that's still seen through the prism of the, of the Cold War and, and hostile relations and, and so on. And the Cuban national team, uh, hypothetically headed towards Tokyo and the Olympic Games had to uh, head to the US for a, for a qualifying tournament. They were only given their um, their visas on Tuesday, so they, they flew uh, quickly up there. And then Cesar, this, uh, this hitter, Cesar Prieto, one of the up-and-coming stars of the baseball national team, even before arriving at the, the hotel, stepped off the bus, got into somebody else's car and and off he was driven and officially yeah, defected. So we're going to be hearing, I suspect, about a, a big multi-million dollar deal as he signs for some major league um, baseball outfit. But if you look at the Olympic Games, I mean, the, 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 Olymp- uh, the baseball hasn't, been, hasn't featured the Olympics that much. It started in 92 and then went on to 2008 and then has had another gap. But the Cubans won 92, 96 and 04. USA won 2000 and beat Cuba. So predominantly it's been this, you know, this tit for tat. And it's not a a wartime situation, but for sure hostilities between the countries tend to be played out across the sport of, of baseball. So this is, it is the defection of an individual, but it definitely plays into a, into a much bigger narrative of, uh, hostility between the two countries. I mean, I presume, I mean, he's still a Cuban national, that is, so he's still eligible to play in the Olympics, should it go ahead, uh, in the Olympics for the Cuban team, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, technically, uh, he could, you know, he could hypothetically go back to the team and everything would be fine. But Cuban society and government has reacted really negatively towards him. I mean, I can't imagine that he would he would do that now. I guess he's now um, appealed for asylum. Uh, There's actually a a law in the US now that any Cuban national that gets across there that applies for asylum automatically gets it as well. So it's kind of a fast track. It's not like a, a Honduran citizen walking uh, by himself or herself up through yeah. Mexico and then, you know, being stranded on the, on the border. There's a whole series of different political, uh, contexts that at play with the Cuba US thing. So uh, yeah, I imagine he'll be a, a US citizen, uh, sooner rather than later. 
Yeah, so I mean, compared to uh, trying to get into the US by uh, swimming or uh, boating from uh, Cuba to uh, Miami, uh, it's, a, it's a more convenient way of getting into the Cuban national baseball team and flying there, I would have thought. For, for sure, and it's a, and it's a, it's a publicity coup for, for the US, and I was actually doing some sums just before you know, we, we started to, to speak tonight. And over the course of the last generation, over 100 Cuban baseball players have defected to to the US with differing degrees of success you know some to the minor leagues a lot to the major leagues but you know that that's four a year you know four substantial names in Cuban baseball uh, defect to the US every year all right well there you go um John as always thanks uh, ever so much and uh, if it's okay with you we'll talk with you again next week take care Andrew, there we go, John Bonfilio uh, from uh, from Mexico. Just